Hello, and welcome to Opeka's Innovation in Care Collaboration Podcast Series. My name is Ken McGill. I'm a solution-focused care senior scientist here at Opeka. And our podcast series name reflects Innovation in Care Collaboration. So it's our focus is to highlight when this happens. So I have as my special guest, Holly Dinany. She is the Director of Outreach and Satellite Programs for the Cornerstone Family Programs, Morristown Neighborhood House, which is located in Morristown, New Jersey. Holly will share with us how her organization supports women veterans. So today's show is aptly titled Community Care Planning in Action, Supporting Women Veterans. So she will share from the grassroots effort to make a program that is statewide and now going nationally in supporting our women veterans. Identifying and supporting and engaging our women warriors and sharing available resources, community allies, and connecting towards key policymakers to empower them and their voices. So thank you so much, Holly, for joining us and as well as everyone else who's tuning in to today's podcast. I want to welcome my guest, Holly Dinity, Director of Outreach and Satellite Programs for the Cornerstone Family Programs, part of Morristown Neighborhood House in Morristown, New Jersey. So I want to welcome you, Holly, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat today. And I want to say also, in full disclosure, I've known Holly for years. We actually served <laughs> together as part of a statewide children's system of care. And I must begin by saying your support for the parents, caregivers, and youth, including the siblings of those in care, uh, must be fully acknowledged for its excellence. So I just want to say thank you for your service to others. Well, I appreciate that, Ken, but I, as you know, I am a huge proponent of peer support, and I think anyone uh, out there can relate that when you had someone help you in a moment of need, uh, that you are very motivated to turn and help those uh, who come behind you, and I think that's really a beautiful, beautiful thing about peer support, and I feel you know privileged to be able to work in that arena. Well, I also appreciate your humility and and uh, and your humbleness. You really, again, for me, model uh, a servant leader. So thank you. And speaking of service, <clears throat> those who are serving in our military across the globe uh, are also amazing heroes who need to be acknowledged. And I want to thank everyone who has served and who are currently serving in every branch of the military. And I know that we spoke um, about the um, program at your agency, Operation Sisterhood. And I mm-hmm. know that I'm so glad to hear about it. I know that the two the folks that are going to tune into this podcast are going to be really excited about it. Oh, I'm excited, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by just taking one step back, Ken, and saying we have my agency has a really long name, and that's Cornerstone <laughs> Family Programs, Morristown Neighborhood House. Um, and the reason that we have a really long name is that uh, Morristown Neighborhood House um, is a an entity in Morristown that's been here for over 200 years, and has been a, a, a terrific uh, resource of support and activity and growth, and um, many many wonderful programs for families. 
in this area for a long time. And uh, the other, we merged with uh, Morristown Neighborhood House in 2013, what used to be Family Services of Morris County, which was a human services um, um, organization that you did a lot of good programming for uh, families, including uh, counseling and all different kinds of programs. The two organizations merged in 2013 and um, Family Services of Morris County became Cornerstone Family Programs. And Morristown Neighborhood House kept its name because the identity is so very, very important to the fabric of this community. So um, that's the parent organization, um, gotcha. and we have tons of tons of programming, uh, including preschool, which is really the a bulk of our um, of our programs is preschool. But we do teen programming and um, rec programming, and we also do before and after school care, and we also run an adult day center and a, a program um, called uh, Friends of the Blind that, that pairs uh, visually um, challenged folks with uh, volunteers. Um, but I. I guess the reason I'm going through that whole explanation is that I think the the reason both organizations have been around for 200 plus years and now we're working well together is that you know we have had the uh, ability to listen to the community and to see what it is that they need to hear what it is that they need and then to you know work with um, those who can help to bring you know the help that's needed to the the population that needs the assistance so all wow. of those programs with families and the aging and and teens, and we have a very high immigrant population. Or, um, um, like for instance, when the neighborhood house started, it was largely uh, Italian mm-hmm. folks moving into the area, and then uh, it changed over to being predominantly African Americans in the area. And actually, now um, with all the children that we have here at the neighborhood house, we have about 85% Latina population. So, um, you know, we we serve who's here, we serve who's in the community and, and listen for what those needs are, which is what uh, brings me back to Operation Sisterhood, which is we did have an interest in, in serving veterans. And I think um, Operation Sisterhood is in its seventh year. And I think it became very um, apparent that female veterans have, yes, many of the same needs um, as their male counterparts, but there are a lot fewer resources and a lot um, different, a lot of different barriers that they face mm-hmm. than their male counterparts. And I think everybody will agree that when you say veteran, most of us envision white and male. Yes. And uh, female veteran, of course, um, uh, can look and and feel very differently and have a lot of different um, challenges that they come out of. I mean, just to give you an example, Ken, um, there are about 16,000 female veterans in the state of New Jersey right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, services are offered through um, the VA health services. But there are two mammogram machines in the state oh, of New wow. Jersey. In wow. the VA facility, so that just gives you an idea of some some room to improve that we've got that we that we have, and also there are a lot of fabulous programs out there that offer housing for um, veterans. Um, however, many of them do not offer housing for veterans with children. So again, a lot of our female veterans are moms. So these are some you know real specific um, challenges that we uh, seek to to help advocate and help our our female veterans have a voice. You know with policymakers and a voice mm-hmm. in the process. But um, another another dynamic is that 
oftentimes some female veterans don't even identify as a female veteran because they had such a difficult experience in the service that when they left, they left. (laughs) They're not looking back, which Mm -hmm. means they're not taking advantage of or pursuing um, the the very benefits that they earned by serving, you know, um, health benefits, education, reimbursement, um, all sorts of things. So, um, you know, Operation Sisterhood is um, a peer support organization because the concept is that um, and, and Ken, you have a vast experience in this concept is that peer support is, is, you know, that's, that's some pretty strong medicine. That's some, a pretty powerful, um, yes, tool to, um, get someone to, first of all, acknowledge that they need help or that something's not right or that something that could be better. And um, Operation Sisterhood has, as my parent organization, you know, I serve in a a supervisory role with this organization and strategic role. But, you know, we have um, a female veteran who is our program manager who leads our um, organization. our support programs. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one mm-hmm. thing to be an ally to this community, which of course I am, but I am not a veteran myself. Um, Liz Myers is a, a very uh, impressive, dynamic, energetic uh, individual who uh, served in the U S Marine Corps. She was in the army and in the New Jersey national guard. Um, she's a mother of two. She's pursuing a PhD uh, at, at the moment, a very busy gal, but um, you know, Liz has, uh, I'm, you know, pardon the pun, boots on the ground experience, right? With what it's like to be a female veteran. And, um, you know, we have a support group that meets twice a month um, in which Liz leads conversations, facilitates conversations on, you know, what it is that they're finding challenging, what it is that's not going well, or what it is that someone else did when they were in that situation. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really, it's, it's unique in that way, Ken. It's, it's, uh, many different facets to Operation Sisterhood, but I would say the peer support and it's peer driven as, you know, we always said, right, with the children's system of care, right? It's family led, right? It's not, it's not what, what you can or me, Holly thinks is the best thing for this individual. It is, what is it that this population needs? Or quite frankly, what is it this one female veteran needs and how is it that we can help connect her to the resources um, that can help her, you know, take a step in a direction that's positive for her? Absolutely. And you really, when you're thinking about your, what you just described as your agency, modeling the wraparound process, identifying needs, and then coming up with strengths, strengths that is already existing and they had plenty, and then coming up with strategies to incorporate or develop services to be brought to the community. Uh, I love that. And and uh, so that, that truly for me is, is uh, an incredible journey that an organization, it's, it's over 200 years, almost 200 years. Oh. Over 200, both both wow. separately and then combined, which, again, I love the longevity. And, I, again, I, I really think the reason um, that both have been around long enough and that we make a good – we made a good marriage was because the, the goals were so common. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like what, what one organization brought in as, um, you know, the neighborhood house is located in an affordable housing district in Morristown. And there was some talk at one point of relocating and building, you know, bigger and better facilities. And and I kind of chuckle because, you know, I'm, I'm new to this organization. I've only been with them since October. And when I hear people describe about how they all of a sudden realize that, you know, part of the reason that this organization is so meaningful is because where it is, you know, it, mm-hmm. it is it is in the heart of where the need is. 
and um, people know us and people trust us. As a matter of fact, the folks that work here, many of them live in the surrounding neighborhood or have lived in the surrounding neighborhood. Many of them came here as children. Many of them um, came here as children and come back as employees and team members. And it's really um, a very um, special place in that regard. And I I think Operation Sisterhood um, is seeking to also, you know, build a community, build a place where, um, you know, no judgment, you know, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both know we could talk, we could do a whole podcast on, <laughs> on the importance of being seen and being yes. heard and yes. being yes. valued and not being judged. And I really think that's kind of the secret sauce to Operation Sisterhood is um, uh, providing an environment for that for um, women who need it and maybe women who don't realize they need it, but Absolutely. trying to, that's, that's really my, my goal is to help us get out there more in front of um, the general population so that they can refer folks to us and for mm-hmm. the, the veterans themselves to understand that, you know, we're here to really make connections with other veterans, but also with resources. Um, you and I were speaking before we started recording, Ken, about our YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. Operation Sisterhood yes. um, has recently recently launched a YouTube channel in that we have done, um, especially in, in 2000, of course, with I'll, I'll back up a second, you know, pre, pre-COVID, we had support groups in person. We had events in person. We did, you know, meals together. We did all these different, because in addition to the support groups, we have um, special occasion meals for the holidays, for Mother's Day. Um, we do um, equine therapy, where they get out and, and do things, you know, hands-on, meaningful experiences and social opportunities. And then, of course, with COVID, um, we went virtual and at the support groups, thank goodness for Zoom. I know a lot of folks aren't fans of Zoom, but let me tell you, it's better than nothing. Um, but it, it did a couple of things. It, it allowed us to keep the veterans connected, but it also um, enabled us to, to kind of extend our reach because some of our gals moved to different areas of the country. And guess what? They can still log in and take part in the conversation. And just before the holidays, we did our first hybrid um, support group meetings, which we have a a lovely uh, partnership with Family Connections, which is a a therapeutic support organization in West Orange and in East Orange. And they had the ability to have everybody on the Zoom call, be able to see everybody in the room and vice versa. So we had, we thought we were really something, Ken, you know, we thought we were cutting edge and, (laughs) and, uh, but then, but then COVID had other ideas and numbers went in another direction. And um, we are presently, we are doing um, our support groups online um, still even, but um, we've also kind of added on doing some um, symposiums with the VA. Um, you know, we're co-sponsoring Operation Sisterhood is working closely with the VA to um, put before um, our female veterans uh, the faces and the voices of some service providers within that entity. And I, our goal is, of course, to educate, but also, I don't know about you, but I'm a lot more quickly, I will be quicker to call someone when I've seen their face, when I've heard their voice, <laughs> when I hear how they talk mm-hmm. about uh, somebody like me, somebody with my challenges, when I hear um, examples given of, of what happens when someone's in this um, scenario. So we have, uh, we have done two um, symposiums with the the VA. We have two more coming up, actually. Um, But I think it's been a really nice um, 
uh, platform, the YouTube, to share this information. So if somebody missed it, you know, they can go on to uh, uh, YouTube and look up Operation Sisterhood and view the videos. They can see the names of the individual speaking. We have everything really high tech, Ken. I'm kind of impressed. Oh, I love I've, it. Been, I, have a, I have an amazing intern who was just like, well, was an intern, now a, a team member. But, you know, everything <laughs> is even um, in chapters so that if you want to, you know, we have a, a symposium that lasted for, you know, three hours. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. You can go down to the, you know, more section of the write-up and look and see who speaks and click and go right to who was speaking. Um, so that's a really, really important tool that we have. And then we've started a new um, component to our peer support programs. We have a new program called Intel Hour, which is where we bring in experts um, who can address uh, issues that are especially challenging for female veterans. And we are recording those sessions to share on our YouTube channel. Uh, we do the, you know, the presenter will do a, a, a presentation that's recorded and then we stop the record so that our veterans can ask questions, specific questions. And we're very um, respectful of uh, protecting their privacy. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of the best of both worlds, if you ask me, because if you missed it <laughs> and you want to go back and you want to hear more about, um, you know, what you need to do to um, uh, make a, a military sexual violence claim or what you need to do to what, what resources are available to that are veteran specific um, and, you know, how can you access those uh, databases or how can you get counseling and helping you to decide what direction to go in. Um, so that's, I think, going to be, that's a new, um, a new program that we've introduced. But again, it's, I, I think YouTube will help us um, get the word out to others. And also, um, you know, our support groups meet the second and fourth Saturday for the most part, uh, second and fourth Saturday. And that's usually, you know, that, that may not be a good time for everyone. So we're hoping if we share some of these Intel hours, you know, we're 24-7, you can have your cup of tea and your PJ pants and your you know fuzzy socks and check it out that's where uh we're, we're optimistic about that oh you certainly are and i love the fact that you are modeling holly the the aspect of team so pairing up partnering up with the veterans affairs office uh, located at the regional office in downtown newark and then family mm -hmm. connections uh, right down the street from my alma mater uh, seton hall so in terms of coming together and then like you said the the intern who's now a team member is breaking these up into uh, these these um, times where you can just sit down and, and watch one or all of them and I absolutely love the fact that highlighting peer support because you and I do know the the the, the value and the impact uh, those who have lived experience I think now is the new catchphrase if you will mm -hmm, with regards mm -hmm. to how effective they can be so I truly mm -hmm. uh, impressed and knowing the need when you said there were 16,000 um, female veterans in the state of New Jersey alone and then you factored in what you shared with me before that there are uh, approximately 2 million female veterans throughout the United States which is 10% of the veteran population that blew my mind so well, we're that's not growing though Ken that's, that's a number that's growing that's the, it, the female veteran recruits are growing at a much faster rate than male recruits are so that's that's a number that's not going away. In fact, will only get bigger. So I think we need to have our eyes open um, as to what that will mean in regards to the needs. And and, and another group that I didn't mention that we're um, uh, collaborating with too is the uh, the veterans, the, the women's veterans uh, center, the the national center out of uh, D.C. We had a fabulous speaker at our um, March symposium. Elizabeth Estabrooks is the deputy director of the uh, women's. Veteran, I'm sorry, the Veterans Center for Women, 
Women's Center for Veterans. I think I'm flipping that around. But at any rate, um, I would really encourage if anybody had an opportunity to check out, if you're going to check out anything, and she, uh, we actually listed her little talk in a separate video because she went through the history of female veterans in a way that I had never heard it um, First of all, just saying I respect with, you know, I have the utmost respect for anyone who served, but I really never appreciated or understood, um, you know, what female veterans have done for all women, whether we've served or not, as far as, um, you know, the right to vote and um, uh, equal pay, all these different, um, all these different things that she, she tells the story about a a young, a young attorney. He was very uh, feisty, uh, of course, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea of the history, but it's really a very empowering um, uh, presentation just on a, you know, it's about a, a 10, 15 minute segment of women uh, veterans in history and what they've done and, and working, I think, again, on a national platform. You know, when you're doing things virtually, yes, none of us are, um, we, we miss the in-person, but the, 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 the benefit of being able to reach more people, again, female veterans are a very niche group, right? It's a very specific interest. And I think, um, looking at it from that perspective and understanding what we can learn from what what's working well in New Jersey mm-hmm. can work well in other places. You know what's what the needs are here and what we're learning here. I think can be applied in other places and in, in um, you know in the United States and beyond. Because again, it's um, I think it's a good combination of um, like I said, the peer leader. You know, I am not a female veteran. I realize that my reach, you know, my impact is. Um, limited because of that. However, you know, we all need the allies, right? We all need those collaborative organizations. You know, we're working with the VA, we're working with the Mental Health Association. Um, We are really doing our best to get out there and see, um, we don't need to create the wheel. We don't need to do everything ourselves, but I think we do owe it to the veterans and to the community to make sure that we are working together and cross-promoting, right, the the benefits and a uh, big believer of that again. That's your that's your Jersey wraparound for you, right? Kind of like oh, how do we connect individuals absolutely. to resources that are already there? And quite frankly, we want them to be low to no cost resources too, um, oh, yeah, we're, because they're out there, right? You and I know that they are out there. It's just that it's sometimes they're not they're not easy to find right away. So um, that's well, kind of, I'll talk your ear off, Ken. Is there anything no, I no, haven't I talked that's... about that you would like to talk about? Why. No, and, and in terms of some of the mantras we can provide, because again, when we think of uh, a statewide children's system of care that's celebrating 20 years, two decades, and the family support organizations leading the charge in peer support and, and those with lived experience providing uh, help and assistance and, and sharing, uh, the mantra, sharing is caring. And uh, we might be very familiar with certain resources, but completely unaware of a resource that's right in our backyard. And... Uh, so you've actually shown, you know, and taught me in the modeling process of, of wraparound and working as a team. Um, and so I, I, I want to I'll make sure everyone gets the resources that you mentioned so that tune in. But you don't have to be in a Jersey resident to tune into these resources. Right. And uh, uh, tune absolutely the- not. Absolutely okay. not. No, we have, like I said, the. Uh, the, the support uh, groups meet usually twice a month, and those are done virtually. Um, 
the uh, symposiums. Uh, we have one coming up, actually, I'm excited about in June. We have we have two. One just celebrating, I shouldn't say just, one celebrating uh, Women's Veterans Day, which, by the way, was uh, became official in New Jersey through uh, a lot of the assistance of Operation Sisterhood. We worked with, with folks to get that on the book. The oh. June 12th is uh, Female 12th. Women's Veterans Day. Um, so we're doing a, a symposium on the 13th in the evening, 7 to 8.30, just celebrating Women's Veterans Day. And then on June 15th, uh, we have a symposium that will address the LGBTQ community and resources and services that are specific to female veterans um, in that LGBTQ plus community, um, which I think will be really, um, I'm very excited about that. Again, you talk about things that we don't know about Mm -hmm. um, or things that we don't talk about. And I'll I'll, I'll I'll harken back to my days of being a peer support partner. I think (laughs) you're kind of, you're in the business of starting awkward conversations or asking questions that need to be asked or um, pointing out, you know, places where there are, uh, where you will be warmly received and that help is available. So um, we're really excited um, for the June 15th uh, symposium. And I I know many people were uh, pointing out that I guess the the gay parade, I think, is June uh, 26th this year. So um, we're trying to, we're trying to stay in theme, I guess, or try to to be current with what's, uh, with what's um, positive. But, you know, again, the reality is um, uh, a lot of our, our female veterans kind of have a lot of baggage. And I just want to say a little something about, and again, Ken, I'm preaching to the choir with you, but, you know, when folks are struggling, I think it just, you, can, you can't say it enough. When someone is struggling with either uh, depression or anxiety or trauma or whatever it might be, you know, the very thing they need is the one thing that your mind doesn't let you either feel you deserve or feel that you are worthy of or that you would be a burden to someone to seek assistance. And I think that just becomes, right, the the spiral down. So I think the peer support offering, um, you know, a community, uh, that's why we try to do some of, you know, our our fair share of the social um, getting together of the equine therapy of doing things that are a little bit of a different way to come at um, the ability to be together and have a shared experience, a positive experience, because, um, you know, I think without that peer component, many people are unable to either pursue the help they need or once they're pursuing it, to be able to be open to it, right? I mean, you and I have talked about this before, right? It's one thing that the old horse to the water kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, you have to to make them aware of what's there, but then also free them up to um, to be open to that, that help. And if I can say just a word, too, about the relationship between um, female veterans and the VA, um, it's kind of a love thing, a love-hate thing. That's how it's been described to me because, of course, there are wonderful people at the VA and wonderful programs and and benefits that um, veterans have earned, but it doesn't always come off easily. And it, mm-hmm. they, sometimes, you know, it's the, the barriers to receive or the way that they may be treated in trying to receive or to obtain um, the the benefits they deserve are, you know, there's, there's some bumpy roads there. And I think, yeah. I would like to think that Operation Sisterhood, you know, we sort of see ourselves as a cog connecting you know, individuals um, in need to the services that are able to help them. And I I really feel that by doing things like, um, you know, co-sponsoring educational opportunity 
programs with the VA. Um, we uh, serve with the, um, there's an SOS um, veteran stakeholders group in each county, actually, in New Jersey, and we're very active with the Morris County and other um, entities. That, that brings policy, um, you know, makers together um, and provides our, our women with, uh, you know, the opportunity to advocate for themselves and to mm-hmm. voice their concerns over, you know, what's working and what's not. So it's really a full, you know, you the wraparound, we're kind of, I think we're coming at it from a lot of different angles, but uh-huh. bottom line is we're, we're, we're veteran, we're female veteran centric, right? Like it's not about what we think should be happening. It's we're very um, open to hearing what they, they feel they need to have happen. So that's, that's another point I wanted to make. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it aligns with everything that the, the military and service leave no one behind. So the inclusive um, events that you just shared is amazing. I love the fact that on the uh, the pamphlets and is Operation Sisterhood, Connect, Engage, Serve, Together We uh, Stand is so important. And recognizing mm-hmm. that when you ask for help, that's a strength. And then knowing that there might be some steps uh, needed and a journey to walk with them, I cannot... Um, you know, say enough, and you you were preaching to the choir, but it's a team. So I love the fact that you know people realize that peer support isn't just there as a ancillary support. It's a it's an absolute support that is effective and works, and it's it's engaging people and engaging those individuals who have had the background, know the background, can navigate. And when it becomes bumpy, like you mentioned, nothing's usually a hundred percent perfect, but in terms of knowing the resources that are available that they've certainly earned and deserve um, is, right. is so invaluable. So you can just keep right. on because I love it. And, and I, the <laughs> well, I love that you use the term navigating too, Ken, because again, that's a word we use a lot in the children's system of care, but I mean, navigating what's out there and also just navigating um, how you feel at the stage where you are. Like I said, it's so, it's so interesting to hear, um, um, Liz Myers, I'd mentioned is pursuing a, a, a degree, you know, a PhD and, and it's, it's interesting to hear her talk to other, um, members just about, you know, it, it, school's hard. I mean, going back to school is hard. It's hard work, but when you see someone else doing it, I think it's easier for you to go, you know something, I think maybe I can do that. Or how do I try? How do I start small? How do I do it? And I just think that role modeling for one another and, um, you know, egging each other on, encouraging each other is really, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is evidence-based and some of it you just kind of, um, you see, you see magic at work. Do you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So, um, yes, 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 yes. So Operation Sisterhood. Absolutely. And everyone will make sure that if they literally type in Operation Sisterhood in the YouTube video, you'll see that. And if you type in your organization uh, around the uh, Cornerstone Family Programs, Morristown Neighborhood House, and we'll make sure that uh, the uh, the information is provided. And I got to tell you, the the um, the time just flew by, but I'm so so important that uh, I'm so glad rather you mentioned specific people. So uh, the role models, Liz Myers, uh, United States Marine Corps uh, mom of two, now go, soon to be called Doctor, um, and Elizabeth <laughs> Asterbrook, uh, Brooke, in terms of just the there are people there, and what often happens with role models is they become mentors. They literally give yes. back, and I can't think of a. A, a group that parallels are the family support partners, but the military and the female veterans, the group I'm sure are also there to, if someone wants to mentor up with someone or if just someone uh, says, hey, I just need someone to walk with me, they're the first to come and yeah. continue to serve. 
Yes. And I love that you're using that term mentor because that is something we're exploring as far as um, we, you know, I, there, it's very empowering, right, to pass on to somebody else what you know. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. And that doesn't mean that you know everything and that you've reached your highest level. But um, I think that's actually one of Stephen Covey's, uh, right, principles for success is the, you know, turning and teaching someone else what you've learned is, um, is really, really important. And that's another um, concept that we're exploring. We've got the, we've got the, the brains are in uh, high gear and we are very (laughs) excited and very um, encouraged by how far we've come given the, how difficult the past few years have been. And, um, you know, I really appreciate this opportunity to, to talk with you about Operation Sisterhood because it is it is a wonderful opportunity for female veterans who are just looking to um, connect or who maybe need a little support in figuring out what's next um, and helping other women. And I know there are a lot of them out there. Women, strong women go into the military, right? I, I that's, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And strong women go on for, you know, uh, advanced degrees to the doctorate level. And I have to say that <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for me to share that Opico actually has as their co-founder, Dr. Kate Cordell, who is an amazing woman who started a business from the ground up and a worldwide concept of uh, universal concept of um, whole person care, person-centered care. So it fits really well. And I'm glad, Holly, you always mention the the, the incredible um, uh, uh, books that we can read and learn from. And when we think of uh, Stephen Covey with the three L, the four L's, actually, um, you mentioned one of them, where everyone deserves uh, uh, to live in a safe and be safe in, from any type of, uh, of uh, abuse or bias or and then ability to be loved by people that around them that care for them and to learn absolutely the most important because that fourth mm-hmm. L is what every human being who ever stepped foot on this planet really wants to make mm-hmm. a legacy have a legacy that their life mm-hmm. counts so I have got to mm-hmm. say as a person who I've known for so long who is truly a servant leader who models the whole the whole concept of team and gives so much in terms of peer and and uh, value to every person on any team that I've ever been part of. You certainly, Holly, have been someone who uh, I turn to as a, as a role model and someone who says, you know what, um, how can I do this better? Well, what would Holly do? And that's uh, now I got what would Liz, what would Liz do? Now you're putting it on a little thick, though, Ken. Now I, listen, I, I, well, I was going to say with all the challenges that I'm, COVID – that's that's been going on. The the real takeaway is we don't have to go back to the same things. We can do it better, and right. people, I've been doing right. it better. Yes, no, I I do I agree with you, and I think um, the really the funny thing, and I was busting your chops before, but <laughs> I, I I do have to say with with the compliments that you're giving me, I think really what that means though is you and I are examples of what I think works well in Operation Sister. What I've seen with our connections is that when you get like-minded people together who really oh. do were very very passionate about something, I mean it just amps up the energy. It just amps up what you're able to accomplish. And we had this. I mean we had a the symposium um, where um, Elizabeth Esterbrooks was one of our speakers, but we, it was it was several hours on a Saturday, and I, we were a little hesitant. We're thinking to ourselves, okay, are people going to log on? Are they going to stay on? But you know, we had um, 50-some individuals on the uh, symposium for the entire time. We had speakers in the morning, which we recorded, and we, we stopped recording and did individual breakout sessions. But the energy of everyone on that call, um, you know, um, 
VA um, uh, representatives. We had, um, of course, veteran, female veterans. We had, um, you know, allies. And it's, it's just amazing to see how the spark, right, just yes. fires up the potential. And I think, That's again, the, going back to my COG concept, you know, Operation <laughs> Sisterhood. No, but, you know, we're not, you know, we're just, we're bringing folks together because I think, you know, really the, the potential is unlimited when that happens. So um, you and I are examples of that. We can talk forever about it, Ken. Uh-oh. I know folks have places to go, but really I encourage anyone out there that, you know, just don't be shy talking about whatever the needs are that you see or the needs are that you feel because there are there are opportunities out there to collaborate. There are opportunities out there for help, right? And there are also opportunities out there to help. Absolutely. And remember June 12th, Women's Veterans Day. And I cannot thank you enough, Holly. And I hope that we can get uh, a webinar together so we can actually share um, the work and, and see firsthand and put a face um, to the, the many uh, um Folks who are behind the scenes are doing up front uh, all the all the amazing work. So thank you so much. I want to thank everyone My for pleasure. tuning in. And uh, Holly, I hope that I know we'll be uh, uh, working together and collaborating on many more projects because we truly are kindred spirits. So thank you so much. My pleasure. It's always a pleasure, Ken. Thank you for having us in Operation Sisterhood. When you go on YouTube, uh, we've got some really cute little army boots with pink laces. So that's easy to find. <laughs> easy to find. But thanks so much, Ken. And stay healthy, everybody. Okay, take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Innovation and Care Collaboration Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or Google, and join us each week as we invite in thought leaders in health and human services to discuss the latest trends in healthcare and technology.